Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. I'm glad you're joining us today. I have my assistant director, my good friend, who I have known for the last 15 years since I've been there. And uh, His name is Steve Jarrett. He's the assistant director, and he's been at the mission for at least 33 years. And yeah, working uh, here 33 years. Right? Yep. Amen. And they're a little longer because once upon a time he was on the program. Uh, but I, I, I can't imagine the mission without Steve. Uh, he is... Uh, over the course of the years, many of the things I did not understand about the mission, he was able to enlighten me uh, in. When I came to the mission, certainly I'd owned a company and, and I was a pastor and those things, but the mission is a whole different animal <laughs> to all those <laughs> Funny, things. Funny, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It is different. But uh, it can be very rewarding the things that we do, but it's, no doubt. it's a, it's a different, uh, lifestyle and, and situations, uh, change minute by minute sometimes. Yeah. And it can be, it, it's like, I guess in the East coast, those nor'easters that come up, yeah. it, it can be calm and placid and in a heartbeat. Yep. The and skies are dark and the waters are troubled, yep, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we had a gentleman just the other day outside of the mission, and for at least two hours that I know of, he yelled and screamed and yelled and screamed and yelled at fandoms that were out there or whatever the case is. I, we never determined exactly uh, what the problem was. And uh, Pastor King said something that is absolutely true, and I don't know how often we think about it. He said, here, out on that street, is a man who's totally not in his right mind, but is a man that was made in God's image. Yeah. And sin has twisted and corrupted that individual until he's out there yelling and screaming and talking to people that aren't there. And so to your point, we never know exactly when we're in the middle of something that there's not going to be a disruption. I know many times that's happened to you, right, brother? Yes, it has. But that's, you know... We you, you don't get you try not to get jaded because you're you're concerned and in you know welfare of others and about the situation but um that's the element that we live in people are tormented they are uh, disgruntled they are they feel hopeless they're they uh reaching out to to find a a a, a way out and 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 it's looking them in the face sometimes and they're not looking up at the cross that's there. That's right. And, you know, even when we're driving nice cars and we're wearing nice suits and we're doing those things, some of those people, because they have not come to Jesus, they're just as lost just as, as lost. those poor souls out on the yes, street. Uh, maybe in some ways it's, you know, we can see, we can see the result of sin on people that are out on the street but sometimes with people that are not out on the street, we don't see all the consequences that sin has played in their life, right? That's right. Um, you and I have seen it, a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and unfortunately, you, you get that false sense of security. I'm, my life is 
is good and great. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need God. I don't need the, yep. uh, as some people would state a crutch when mm-hmm. it's not about, it's about your eternal uh, life, about eternity. And right. it's not about this life on earth. So, um, yeah. Christianity, when they say, well, that's just your crutch. Two ways to look at it, brother. Everybody has a crutch. It just depends on what yours yeah, is. what you're leaning on. And in my case, I'm fully willing to admit that yeah. God is my savior. He is my sovereign. And if you think of a crutch as something that you need to lean on because you're broken, then yes. Yeah. Because I'm broken. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen, right? Amen, as the song says. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he, that, that there's no value unless you're a broken person. Although, I guess in some sense, we are all broken people because we have strayed away from the path that God has given to us, right? Yeah, I agree. We had a, a gentleman, not to be you know, sensational or anything, but we had a guy that took a shower not too long ago, and only problem was when he walked out of the shower, he forgot to get dressed and walked right onto the street that way and then walk right back in. Nobody does that if they're in their right mind, if they're completely functioning correctly. And so we could laugh at something like that or we could, but the reality is here is someone who's lost their dignity, lost everything else and has no sense of self-respect. Yeah. And that's, that's not something to laugh at. That's something sad. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, so you know who we are, and we state it every once in a while, so there's no problem. I, I mean, no misunderstanding. I have people who think we are something we're not, or, and I had just such an incident the other day, and I had to tell the, those folks, we believe we are evangelical, Protestant, Trinitarian believers who believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, which means we believe there are no flaws in the Scriptures. Some would say, listen, one translation says this, one translation says that. When we claim inerrancy, we're claiming the autographa, the original writings. And how do we know that our translations are right? Since we don't have the autographa, because we can go back to the quoting of the of the early church fathers and find out that everything we have lines up with everything. They quoted the autographer, mm-hmm. and we have those quotes. Regardless of that, when you hand me the Bible, whether it's King James, New King James, the ESV, I can be confident that what God tried to get across to us is accurate. So we believe that the scripture is not only inerrant, but it's sufficient for our needs. And so at the mission, and myself personally, and my brother Steve uh, can tell you for himself, but I know him very well, that we believe in that scripture and that's what we follow. Not the waves of change, not what somebody thinks this month, but what the Bible actually teaches us, right? That's correct. Because, you know, the Bible says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's a power of salvation, yeah. right? It's power of salvation for 
Jews and then for also non-Jews like us. Amen. And uh, what a what a saving thing that it is, the good news of Christ. Right. And it gets, it's transforming. And guys are being transformed every day at, at our on our program. And uh, and it's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. And as far as mm-hmm. salvation can, but yeah, letting the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into a life that is pleasing to God that takes a while, especially when you have a lot of baggage that you brought with you. Yeah, and the good news about that is it takes a lifetime of of growing, which is sanctification. We are growing in Every our day. sanctification. It takes. A moment that God touches you and and you come by faith, which leads you to the repentance of all the things that you have done. And now it takes a lifetime to grow, but you're not any more saved at the end than you were when you first began, no. right? Not not like that. No. Why? But Grace. Amen. <laughs> Over the course of my lifetime, God has granted me more grace than anybody should ever uh, achieve. You know, I think that it's important for us to realize that for those that would feel self-righteous, just like the rich young ruler who thought he was had it all together because he kept all the commandments, right? So he thought. He thought. Jesus pretty well has taken the third leg of that stool out by telling us, hey, you've kept the commandments, you do these things, you say you do not commit adultery, but I say, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. The, where I'm going with this is that because you keep the statutes of a law and your heart is wrong, you haven't kept the statutes of the law, right, Stephen? Yeah, and uh, wow, you know, and, and it's sobering to think about because a lot of a lot of times you think that I'm doing everything right. I'm not doing the crazy stuff, so yeah. I must be pretty good. But if you do a little bit better self-analysis analysis of yourself, you realize that sometimes your your mind drifts to places that shouldn't be. And uh, yeah. and we need forgiveness for that. And, uh, and God does that, but we need to recognize um, who we are and how we can be just totally... Um, <laughs> Uh, far away from where God wants us to be at times. That's right. We were talking in the studio before uh, the radio show started about the difference between parental and judicial forgiveness. Judicial forgiveness in God's kingdom is he, his son paid the price on the cross for those that will believe. And so when you come to Christ and you are forgiven of the sins, past, present, and future, you are forgiven, and that's a one, one-time thing. But then there's parental forgiveness. As we walk in our process of sanctification, we stumble and bumble and bump and fall back into all old ways and mm-hmm. do that one more sin we thought we'd never do again that we just did again. We need to go to our Father and ask for forgiveness for those things as a parental thing. Those are not sins that cause you to lose eternity, but they are things that we need to confess before a holy God and repair our relationship on a daily basis, yeah, right, Stephen? Exactly. Um, I think one of the fundamental problems that people face is if they get to a point where they are not praying, not reading, and not asking for forgiveness, right? 
Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's not a place you want to be. No, you want to have that free flowing relationship with with God that you can come to Him and and talk about these things and 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 hopefully that you gain the you know the strength through the Holy Spirit to um, pass that to have the forgiveness, but also have the Holy Spirit to help you not to do those same things again, but to draw closer to him because of, um, of course, of your, of the mercy that he showed us. Yeah. And, and when we start to think that we've come to a place where, where, oh, I'm doing pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Paul said, the things I want to do, I do not do, but the things I do not want to do, this I do. Oh, who will rescue me from this body of death? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus will. But if you're going to do it yourself, you're not going to make it (laughs) because you can't do it. Uh, I I can't tell you the amount of times that I have done something and I look back on it and I think, I, I don't get it. That was the last thing I wanted to do, but I did it anyway, <laughs> right? Hopefully, as you walk with Christ, you do those things on a less and less basis. You're, you know, you're, you're stumbling a little less, <laughs> but never completely right, right, Stephen? It's a it's it's a, a lifetime thing because of our old nature mm-hmm. that uh, we're always going to struggle. But it's not we shouldn't give in. We shouldn't just let it because of that. Then oh well, then what I'm, you know, I'm going to do that. You know, you you need to to really take hold of that and, and give it to the Lord and and get you know Amen. sanctified. Like we talk about sanctification, it's a daily thing. That's right. Let me ask you something, Stephen. <clears throat> Throughout the course of the time that you've been at the Union Gospel Mission, I know that you've seen this come into play. We think sometimes that a person comes to salvation in Christ, and we know that the Bible is sufficient for all our needs, and we counsel with them. And that person uh, is is in Christ Jesus, but they're never completely healed. They still have little mental quirks or whatever. You know, they're unusual folks. Okay. But that doesn't mean that the Bible is not effective for their salvation. It means that there's damage that's been done sometimes, but God can still take hold of those people, deliver them from death to life, and they may never be completely without those weird little quirks. Matter of fact, I don't think any of us are without (laughs) our little quirks, right, Steve? Yeah. we might not look at him as being that. So might somebody else, somebody else yeah, might yeah. think so. Yeah, but, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, well, God could use anybody in any situation that He wants, mm-hmm. and uh, and could be an inspiration or a example for others when they see that that you're 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 you know you're trusting God, and even though you have these limitations, that God is still He's blessing you because you're you're trusting in Him. Amen. You know. I think of, and Stephen, you and I have talked about this guy before. At uh, Bell Road Baptist Church up in uh, Auburn, where I went 30 years ago, there was a little man who was in the special ministries classes, which meant that uh, he had Down syndrome and he, his IQ was extremely low. But he's a very nice young man. Well, he wasn't young, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, at any rate... His faith was a simple faith, which all ours needs to be. The Bible says, you know, that you need to come as a little child. Right. 
And that's how he came as a little child. He absolutely believed that Jesus Christ could and was who he said he was and could do the things he said he was. And his reliance was totally on on Christ. His IQ was so low that he, he didn't even communicate particularly well. But he asked me, and I, I think I've said this on the show before, but I was in the restroom preparing to speak, and he said, do you love Jesus? And I said, well, yes, his name was Vasti. I said, yes, I love Jesus. I love Jesus too, and he hugged me. I told the congregation uh, in another church years later when I was giving a sermon, I said, and I told that story, I said, now, Generally speaking, I would ask that if you want to hug me, please don't do <laughs> don't it in, do it the, in restroom. the restroom. Thank you. But <laughs> he his he was su- he had such a genuine faith. Did God ever bring him up to uh, a high IQ and cure That's... all the Down syndrome from him? No, not at that moment. Best he died, and he died loving Christ, and I guarantee you that in heaven, all that's gone. Yeah, praise God. And you know, the other thing is, when we stop and we criticize somebody else who's maybe not as bright as you are, doesn't know as much as you do, remember, compared to God himself, we we don't know as much as an ant does. We're we're all uh, Down syndrome, low IQ'd, and some of the people in that special ministries class had such a gentle, sweet spirit about them that you knew they were walking with Christ. Yeah, I'm sure you've run into that type of people, uh, not maybe not Down syndrome, but people damaged. Yeah, and but you know, it's about how God works in your heart and how you right. express that to others, and how do you 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 uh, show that to others, and and. In the way that you you deal with people, and so a lot of times you, you watch out for being too haughty when you think mm. you know so much about the Bible that you you know that that you can kind of get look past what you really supposed to be doing with this knowledge that you have. It is not to 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 wave it around like a you know a knowledge flag, <laughs> but it's but it's that that you can impart wisdom. And that's the part, you know, not knowledge, but having wisdom, be wise in what you know to, to tell others about about the Christ that you know. And that's all about humbleness. It is, and, and wisdom doesn't always mean great intellect no. either. Uh-uh. Sometimes, you know, uh, I remember uh, hearing about somebody who was really smart, but the guy said, yeah, he's really smart. He's book smart, but he doesn't know enough to get out of the rain when it pours. And and I get the understanding. There are some people that may be very smart, but their wisdom is somewhat lacking. <laughs> you know, God, God's wisdom trumps any other human wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, uh, and the Bible tells us, you know, be careful when you think you're standing, right, lest you fall. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that has happened. <laughs> and that's a big fall sometimes, right? Yes, uh, can be. You know, I I mean, I don't claim to be a Rhodes scholar or any of those kind of things. I just I just know that God loves us, and I know that that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and mm-hmm. no one comes to the Father but through him. Okay. And it's funny, I've talked to many people who are really very intellectual, 
that came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I've heard many times the same statement. I read the Bible a lot of times, but it didn't make any sense mm. to me until I came to Christ, and right. then it all made sense. Do I understand everything in it? No, I don't understand everything in it, you know, but uh, what I need to know, God lets us he know. He reveals it, that's right. He does. Uh, I think one of the problems is that we stop and we start to look at our lives and examine our lives against, against somebody, somebody else. else's. Can that be not, a problem, not, Stephen? That's a bad move <laughs> you know, because you, you, the standard is God. Mm-hmm. And when we look at it at that point, then we know how little we truly know. But he gives us enough when we use it in our lives to understand who he is, love him, and um, have that life that's, to bless others. And you know, that's, we're, we're, to please, we're here to please God. That's right. And to, and to bless others from what we know about him and can impart that to people. And then he blesses us. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, all those things, we don't do that just to get blessed. But we do it because we love him and we want others to know him so they won't be separated from him. That is exactly right. It's, just, it's, 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 a, it's a serious business. And to, it's an eternal decision. Yeah, to tell people about Christ. It's a serious business. Yeah, eternal decisions mean just that. They're eternal. Yes. And the consequences are eternal. Uh, we, we see, we do, we make mistakes. You know, Stephen, do you live in a 5,000-square-foot mansion? Uh, no. Okay. Not even Do you know that. people that are probably not very good people, even by human standards, that live in very nice houses and have a lot of money? Sure. Okay. So do you think that it's God's condemnation on you that you don't have a big fancy no. house? Not in the least. He saved, no. saved me from destruction and from, from myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to be like Paul, be content in whatever yeah. state I am. In. Yeah, either way. Either way. Riches or, or right. without. And that's the key. We can't judge our spiritual walk by the amount of dollars in our bank, can we? Because then we're really going to be messed up. <laughs> yeah. We're never going to figure never it out. Never going to be satisfied, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you've, uh, I, I can think of someone that we both cared about. Well, we're, we're going to run out of time in just a minute, but I want you to, uh, I want you to stay with me so that we can come back next week and f- finish what we're talking about. Uh, we have a, a minute or so left. Is there anything you'd like to say to the folks out there? Um, just keep praying for our ministry. Just pray for the men that's on the program. I, I really, that's where my heart is at. Oh. That men who want to change their lives do just that and not waver from that and, and let God work in, their, work in their lives so sufficiently that they can be the, the examples that God wants them to be to others to, to get their lives complete in Christ. You know, that's exactly right. And by the way, if you think that you have nothing to offer, I always like that old saying they used to say, God isn't looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. You know, make yourself available, and he'll give you a course of action, right? Amen. He'll, he'll lead you where you need to go, and, he'll, and not only that, he'll equip you for any task he gives you. He'll right. equip you, you know? Um, That's true. He, he even used a guy named Moses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, 
Folks, I am so glad you joined us. I hope that every moment you walk with Christ. And as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.